What's going on, guys? Another episode of The Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life. Um, I want you guys, uh, this podcast is very unrehearsed. I have an idea for a topic, and it's usually something from things I'm listening to throughout the week, things I've experienced during the week. Um, but I come into this unrehearsed. You know, I maybe look up like some statistics or articles, but I do not know where this is going to take me or um, what I'm going to say necessarily. And some people might think that's highly unprofessional. I don't really give a damn. This isn't meant to be some kind of professional podcast. It's just meant to be one human talking to other humans about his experience and, and things that I'm thinking about and experiencing and just kind of coming off the cuff with this stuff. Um, so... Um, sitting here drinking a Topo Chico, just got back from the the gym, hitting a workout. And I wanted to talk about relationships. And I don't mean necessarily intimate relationships. I mean, just human to human connection. Um, You know, if you've listened to these podcasts, you know, there's kind of like four pillars, four faucets we've talked about for living a thriving life. And those being, again, sleep, nutrition, movement, and, you know, psychology, emotional health, spiritual health, kind of the, the internal life we live. And there's another one that I've been really stewing on and thinking about that I want to add to this. And there's a fifth filler, a fifth faucet, and that's relationships. Um, and there's lots of different things that we can incorporate. But, you know, it's hard for me to believe that you could be thriving in all these other areas and then not have healthy or good relationships and feel like you're living a thriving life. And we're going to talk about why today. It's also unlikely that if you have those things thriving, that you're not also in some way having thriving relationships. Um, But I think especially nowadays, it's important to talk about the importance of relationships. Um, And the the title of this podcast is Loneliness is Slowly Killing You. Um, And so we're going to talk about the epidemic of loneliness that we are experiencing now, especially post-pandemic. But this was starting to happen even pre-pandemic. And the pandemic really accelerated it. And now we're living in a post-pandemic era where a lot of the policies that were put in play um, more from a, uh, I would say, capitalistic like business aspect are really affecting us less from like a governmental aspect, but those as well. Um, And I've said this in another podcast, but a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast and a lot of the things that I think lead to a thriving life run in counter to the way modern society is set up. Because again, I'm going to reiterate this. Modern society is not set up for you or me to thrive. It is set up for you to be a consumer. It is set up for you to prop up the um, consumer model we live in. Um, Whether that's consuming social media, whether that's consuming products, consuming bad food, etc. Everything is set up for certain people to make money and for you to be consumers of those products for those people to make money. Um, And this is not me. I'm not anti-capitalistic. It's just a recognition of the way we kind of like death by a thousand paper cuts. We have slowly and slowly moved into this place where modern society does not give a damn about your health or you living a thriving life. It gives a damn about you propping up the system that you live in. And so when we talk about tools and ways we need to think and things we need to do to optimize our lives and live in a thriving life, it runs counter to the way society is set up. And that's what makes it so challenging. It's so much easier just to take in the uh, 
the comfort that is afforded to us in this modern society. But if we run counter and we get uncomfortable and we try to do things that modern society maybe wouldn't want us to, we start to feel embodied. We start to feel happy, fulfilled, thriving. Again, coming back to that thriving word. So one of the main ones these days is living a life of healthy relationships, not giving into the isolationist idea. Um, you know, when we're talking about loneliness, um, there, again, kind of like last podcast, there's some statistics I want to talk about on how big of a deal this is, and it is an epidemic. Um, now, there was a study that came out, um, this first study I'm going to reference. Now, this was during the pandemic. So obviously, in the heat of the pandemic, many people were isolated, lockdowns, all that kind of stuff. So these numbers came out during the pandemic, and obviously there's going to be a heightened level of feeling of loneliness. But let's first define loneliness, right? For mental health professionals, they define loneliness as a gap between the level of connectedness that you want to feel and what you actually have. And this is really, really important because we're also going to talk about um, the John Kim, angry therapist. I reference him a lot. He's got great stuff. But there is a difference when it comes to relationships, friendships, intimate relationships between depth and width. Okay, And this definition is really important, right? It's a gap between the level of connectedness is a key word here that you want and what you have. Okay, so just keep that in mind. We'll reference this, um, but that's kind of the frame we're using for loneliness today, right? So a study done by Harvard, pretty reputable institution, at least when it comes to uh, a study, right? Um, A meta-analysis of self-reported feelings of loneliness. 61% of young people aged 18 to 25 and 51% of mothers with young children reported a miserable degree of loneliness in the year 2020. Now, again, this is during the pandemic. Why is this a problem? 61% of young people aged 18 to 25, and this was a study of about 1,000 Americans, uh, 36% percent of respondents just across the board, didn't matter what their age, reported feeling lonely frequently or almost all of the time. So you have a high, high percentage of people here, right, feeling lonely. And again, this is during the pandemic, but this is what started kind of bigger studies that are still going on today around loneliness. And what they also found during this, that the cost of loneliness is really high. Loneliness is linked to early mortality, right, so death, and a wide array of emotional problems, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, domestic abuse, right? And I think we can understand that logically. It kind of makes sense that these things get conflated and kind of go hand in hand. Um, And this was during the pandemic. These numbers are coming out. Loneliness is a big issue. However, um, in 2018, there was a study by the Kaiser Family Foundation that found one in five Americans said they always or often felt lonely or socially isolated, okay? So this is 2018, this is before the pandemic. This is normal life, right? Um, And this was in the United States, the United Kingdom, and Japan. It was an international survey, so this wasn't even America, right? This This is human beings, society as a whole, right? Um, More than 2 in 10 reported loneliness or social isolation in the UK, the US, 
and double their and then double the share in Japan, right? So this is a huge issue. There are people feeling lonely, and then we see what the cost of feeling lonely is: suicide, abuse, uh, either substance, domestic, right? Um, anxiety, depression. And why is this? I mean, it's quite obvious. We are social beings. Human beings, we're animals. We like to think of ourselves as, as higher than animals because we have consciousness and metacognition. It's silly. We're animals. We are social. We are tribal. Um, we are meant to be in packs. We are meant to have connection. But now the way society is set up, it almost demonizes this. Maybe not outright, but let's just take, again, um, work from home. Now, I understand there's a lot of people that love work from home on the surface. Why? Because, you know, I don't have to commute. I don't have to go into the office and see those people that I don't think I like. You don't think you like, right? I get to work in my pajamas, okay? And again, these are all comforts. And in the moment, the short-term comfort you get has long-term negative effects. One of those long-term negative effects is you are not getting a social outlet now. And many of us maybe don't think of work, working in an office or wherever you work as a social outlet, but it is. For so long in society, work was a place where you would make friends, right? A lot of people have found their significant others in work, right? And of course, there's going to be people at work you don't like, you don't enjoy. Welcome to being a human. We have to interact with people. That's also a good thing in my opinion. Um, but now, you could go all day never interacting with another human. And that is not good for your mental health or your physical health. It does not lead to a thriving life. It is a fundamental need for the mind and the body to interact with other human beings. And the more you deprive yourself of that, you are killing yourself. You are causing more anxieties, more depression, more issues, right? But again, society is set up this way. We could stay inside our house all day. We can work. We can then sit on the couch and consume Netflix all day long, order food or groceries and not have to go outside and, and be around other human beings and literally never almost see another face. And if we do, it's on a screen, right? This leads me to another point, social media, right? All of us know, most people now know the negative side effects of social media. And again, the, the whole idea of social media, oh, it's going to create more relationships, we're gonna be able to connect to people, yada, da, da, da. We all know now that's not true. It's been nothing but a negative overall effect on society. Yes, there are positives here and there, but for the most part, it has been negative, right? All of the things, negative things that people say to each other on social media, they would never say face-to-face. -face. And if they did, somebody's getting socked, right? Like, human interaction has devolved now because of screens, of modern society. Um, we've lost our humanity in a lot of ways, but it's led to high, high levels of loneliness. And in that loneliness has, is leading to more and more of an epidemic of mental health issues. Um, and, and this is a huge problem. And it has cascading effects with once we do go out and interact with other people, now we're in a heightened anxiety state because we're not used to it. Kids. Right? How many kids now are being isolated away from other kids, not going to schools? And there's nothing wrong with homeschooling if they're interacting with other people. I, I like homeschooling. I'm not dogging on homeschooling. 
it's more just, again, self-isolation, isolating people away from other people, not letting them interact, has negative cascading effects, especially through developmental ages, right? We are depriving ourselves of a fundamental human need of being social, of creating relationships, creating friendships, right? Again, I come back to the definition of loneliness, which is a gap between the level of connectedness that you want and what you actually have. And some of you can say, I don't want any level of connectedness. You're lying to yourself. Deep, deep, deep down, you are lying to yourself. You are saying that because maybe you do have social anxiety, maybe you're experiencing something like that. But to say you don't want any level of connectedness with other humans, um, that goes against every, every evolutionary aspect of what a human is. Now, you might have some kind of mental health diagnosis like sociopath or something like that. Okay, maybe, maybe. But if you're just a um, mentally healthy individual, physically healthy individual, creating deep connections with other humans is, again, it's just fundamental to who we are. And this gets us into like talking about relationships. Relationships are crucial to fight this epidemic of loneliness, but it's uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable creating new friends, um, going out and maybe trying to find an intimate partner. But again, like one of our first podcasts was about getting uncomfortable. All good things come on the other side of getting uncomfortable, right? And what matters more is, again, back to the definition of loneliness, it's the, the level of connectedness that you feel, not how many connections you have. Because some people conflate uh, fighting loneliness or friends with having massive friend groups, right? Um, and what the research really bears out is that what matters more is the deep, deep friendships or the deep intimate relationships you hold. But this is also why, right, loneliness being as a gap between the level of connectedness that you want and what you have, you may have a great, like super deep, intimate relationship, your spouse, your partner, whoever, you guys might be super, super, super tight, but you don't really have any friends. And for some reason, you still feel lonely and you feel guilty about it because you go, how can I feel lonely? I have a, a, a spouse, a partner who supports me and who I love deeply. I, I have kids. And then you start being hard on yourself, not understanding that, you know, it's important to have an intimate relationship, but it's also important to have friendships, deep friendships, right? You might also be the person that has a lot of friends, big friend group, but yet you still feel lonely because maybe you don't have a deep friendship with anybody. You can't really feel like you can open up, express, be vulnerable with any of these friends, right? So this is where we get to depth versus width. You might be the person that is experiencing width of friendships. You have a lot of friends, but no depth, no real connectedness, no soul opening. And again, loneliness is described as such, right? The connectedness that you want, that your spirit, your mind, your body is craving with another human being, you're not giving it, right? What we're looking here to fight loneliness and to live a thriving life when it comes to relationships is to have, you know, three, four friends, that you have deep connections with, you know, and they may fulfill different needs. Maybe one friend, you're able to have a deep connection over comedy and another one over being vulnerable and opening up. They're the person you go to to have deep emotional conversations. And maybe one of these other friends, you just have a similar interest, right? But what you notice is every time you're with them, 
you're able to get into deep conversations about whatever topic, you're able to open up, you don't feel like you're walking on eggshells. And these might be people too you don't see all the time. That's another thing with depth versus width of friendships um, or intimate relationships is you don't have to see that person every time, but when you do see them, oh boy, it feels like, you know, the gates of heaven are opening up, right? Like you can, you can really be yourself. Um, and same thing with intimate relationships. You know, if you don't feel like you can have a deep, deep connection with your, your partner in some way, um, you're limiting your capacity in your intimate relationship life for what deep connection could be, right? And again, if you're feeling lonely while still in an intimate relationship, that might be a good time to sit down and reflect and go, why am I feeling this way? Is there something I'm missing? Am I not able to have that deep, vulnerable connection with my partner? Um, and asking yourself why this is. Now, the reason this topic for me is, is so interesting, something that like I like talking about, thinking about is, you know, I own a, a CrossFit gym. And one of the amazing things about CrossFit is community. Like that's the big selling point of CrossFit gyms. You get a community. Now, not all CrossFit gyms have great communities. <laughs> Um, like any community, there's going to be um, some gyms that have clicks and that you know don't fit your vibe. But nonetheless, they have communities. Um, and I've been lucky enough for the past decade, all of my 20s, to be in communities. Be around people. Be around people that have different opinions and ideas than me. Be around people that I really build some deep connections with. Um, I've seen relationships and marriages come out of CrossFit gyms. Um, all of my deep friendship connections that I hold right now, my best friend um, is from the CrossFit gym. My other best friend is the head coach of the CrossFit gym, right? And I say this because there's not a lot of surviving bastions of community in society, right? Everything is so individualized in society. We prop up the individual, right? It's all about being the individual now. And there's nothing wrong with that when it's healthy but when it goes to the extreme when you think your individualism is more important than the whole of society or the human species in general that's where we start to run into problems because then businesses or society as a whole starts to outright demonize or shut down areas of community right um, and so if you think about areas of community nowadays right you have CrossFit gyms, you still have churches and religion, and you know you can have your opinion about religions and all that. I'm not going to get into that, but one of the things religions have done historically, they've they've created spaces of community. I mean, um, people coming together, believing in the same thing, right, and and finding communities, finding friends, people they relate with, etc. And that has fulfilled a need for those people, right? Um, again, work. Um, used to be, it's less, it still is now, people are going back in offices, but it's less, right? Um, you know, you could say like bars and stuff like that, but if you are a young 20 year old now, if you go out on the bar scene, it's really interesting because so many people have social anxieties. Um, you know, we haven't put a lot of effort into being communal beings anymore that being out on the bar scene is kind of interesting nowadays. Um, and, you know, I would say that, you know, when you have alcohol involved and, and all that kind of stuff, it's not necessarily the greatest place to develop deep, right, depth of relationships. I'm not saying it can't be. It's just, you know, maybe not one of those places. 
Um, you know, so like gyms, um, book clubs, you know, it's, it's hard, but this is, this is kind of the homework I think this week and, and something for us to think about is like, one, what do our current relationships look like? Do we feel lonely? When we do feel lonely, do we sit and ask ourselves why? Do we try to connect the dots or do we just get sad about it? Um, and if you are somebody experiencing loneliness or when you do experience loneliness, trying to reflect on the relationships you're currently holding and ask yourself, why are these relationships not fulfilling me? Is there a lack of depth to the relationships I'm holding? Am I being unfulfilled in an intimate relationship that I currently hold? Am I being un fulfilled in certain friendships that I hold? Do I need to get new friends? Do these friends that I've had for a couple of years just, they're not aligning with the person I am now or the person I want to be, right? Um, you know, this is a hard one, but the intimate relationship I'm in, is this no longer fulfilling uh, the need that I have for a depth of intimate relationship vulnerability that maybe at once it was, or maybe it never was, and you never thought about it that way. And now that you are, you go, oh shit, right? And that's hard. But if you want to live a thriving life, if you want to be the best version of yourself, again, you got to do the hard stuff. Sometimes that means leaving unfulfilling relationships, whether that's friendships or intimate relationships, you know? So I think the homework this week is to reflect on the current relationships you hold or don't hold, how you're either feeling fulfilled or unfulfilled in those relationships, how it feels when moments of loneliness come up for you, and then thinking about like where are areas in my life and society and things that I'm interested in that maybe I could develop some new friendships, some new relationships. You know, maybe I want to go try a jujitsu class or, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but trying to find communities of similar interests as you, you're going to find people that you connect with and you never know what can come from that. You're really into the outdoors and camping. Go see if REI is having a, you know, like a, a weekend getaway camping thing, you know, and again, get uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. You're not going to know anybody. And, and now you got to introduce yourself. And for some people that can be really hard, but man, on the other end of that, there's so much beauty that can spring from that. There can be so much fulfillment from that because what we are dealing right now is an epidemic of loneliness. And the more this continues, the more it is going to be a drag on society and human beings in general. But all you can take control of is yourself and the actions that you put forward. So if you are somebody listening that experiences loneliness, you're unfulfilled in your relationships, like do the work here. Try to dig in and figure out what's going on, where you can make improvements, where you can go get uncomfortable to maybe develop some depth of relationships and overcome this loneliness feeling. And understand loneliness is, is going to come no matter what. It's about what happens when it shows up and connecting dots on why it's happening, right? Is it just a moment? Um, you know, just, just trying to get in tune with these feelings. But I really think this is something that society is going to continue to grapple with just because of the modern life we live in where we're addicted to our phones and screens. Um, we have the modern luxuries of having food and groceries delivered to us. A lot of us work from home and we're Zooming. Um, we're connecting with loved ones who live, you know, half a country away over Facebook instead of flying out to go see them, and, you know, and then VR is coming up and people are going to be like, oh, I can see my grandma in VR. That's not going to be the same thing. So again, the more these modern luxuries make us feel super comfortable, the more damage it is really doing to 
the animalistic species and needs of human beings that we keep denying ourselves. And the more we deny ourselves of those needs, the more damage we're doing to ourselves, the earlier grave we are digging for ourselves and the less thriving life we are living. So go out this week, try to grapple with the you know sensation of loneliness, try to dig into your current relationships, where you're lacking relationships, friendships, um, you know, you probably have at least one great friendship, maybe one great intimate relationship, but, uh, just, you know, see if you can develop some more, see if you can go find some communities and, um, just go be a social being, go, go be social, go open up. And especially if it's difficult for you, it's a good, good little challenge for yourself. Um, hope you guys have a great week. Again, we'll be back Wednesday for a midweek meditation. Maybe for some of you that have a hard time with this, this meditation will help kind of get you grounded and get you centered and alleviate some of the stress around going out and meeting new people or going to a new community. Um, So if that's you, definitely come back Wednesday for the meditation. Um, Otherwise, it'll give you an opportunity to sit for 10 minutes and maybe grapple with some of these questions I'm asking you about the current relationships you hold. So go have a good week. See you guys back here for the midweek meditation.